we all love we all love holidays. We love the times of holidays. We love times of being able to rest and get away. Um, and I don't mean this in, in in any other way. If there was an opportunity to be away today, great. I'd, I'd probably be away too. But there is also something very sweet about being in the house. You know, the first Sunday for me of the year to be able to celebrate Jesus. There's something um, very surreal about that too, as we declare. Um, and make promises for our house, for our community, for our families, but for ourselves too. So let's see where we go today. I have no idea if I'm going to get through um, what I've got prepared. I'll do my best, but we'll see how we go. Uh, Mel sends her love for those that have been praying for her. Thank you. Um, She has a back that's laid her out for the last 24, 36 hours. Um, I can't hear the static. Is there study? Really? Come on. Um, no, don't, no, no. I'm gonna... Wait, is there static? Yes. Still now? Yes. Really? Yes. Uh, time for a new mic, I think. Okay, just breathe. Breathe, 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 breathe. Anyway. So Mel has a back that's laid her out. Um, I have tried to warn her about the dangers of exercise. Um, She didn't listen, and lo and behold, 24 hours after going to the gym, um, she's holding my hand to get through the house. So, uh, well, that can stay. That's um, her fault, I guess. Well, I didn't go to the gym, it's not my fault. For all of you that um, are concerned about her, by all means, bring dinner, bring food, bring those things. She'd enjoy those. If I, oh, look, yeah, I am. I partake of those as well. <laughs> anyway, the jokes aside, let's, let's pray. Let's get into some sort of word. Um, Father, thank you. We do pray for actually for everyone this day that is at home and unwell. Lord, it's not a season, Lord, the celebration of your birth, your coming, Father, the celebration of new beginnings. Lord, it's not a time that anyone wants to be ill in their body. And so, Father, we pray your healing upon them right now. Lord, whether it's a back, God, whether it is, Lord, COVID, whether it's a more serious disease, cancer, Lord, a tumour, God, MS, Father, whatever it is that, that is laying people out in this season, Lord, whatever it is that is slowly, Lord, I guess, sapping them of joy, God, we pray against that and we pray your hand of providence upon them. Lord, we pray that you would raise them up in Jesus' name even as we pray. Father, we pray that we would hear through family and friends in the coming hours and days of miraculous healings because of the prayers that have been prayed by the saints. Father, you are truly the same yesterday, today, and forever and in the same way and in the same breath that you healed then you heal now and Lord so we're believing and standing on your promises that they are yes and amen and we're believing for their healing as we come together today we say thank you Lord for the opportunity the blessing may you speak may you inspire us may you challenge us may you shape us into the image of your son with ever increasing glory and everybody said amen so we're going to read from Mark chapter 1. Um, it, it, I guess it's a simple gospel. It's a little bit different to the others. 
And uh, we'll see how we go anyway. So Mark chapter 1, verse 1 through to verse 8. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair, would have been itchy I reckon, with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. Locusts. (laughs) No thank you. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So here we are at the start of a brand new year, yeah, like the start of a brand new year, the opportunity for a fresh and a new beginning. And the truth is that you and I, every single year, every, every point in time that we get to now, we have an opportunity for a brand new start, a fresh start. A fr- you know, putting aside last year, what we went through last year, we can always, I know people make their own declarations, but we can actually say we want a new start for this year. Yeah? And in fact, in life, we have an opportunity to get a fresh start all the time. Every time a new week starts, you and I have a chance for a brand new beginning. Every time a week starts. Every time there's a, a change in life, we have an opportunity for a fresh start, a new start. You know, uh, I, I guess recently, not all that long ago, my daughter had a, a baby boy, so now I'm a granddad. It's a new start for me in that area of life. You know? So when we have a, a baby or, or we begin a new job or a new, we go to a new school, it's an opportunity for a new beginning. It's an opportunity for a fresh start, a new start. You know, sometimes even a new family group, you know. Some of us, you know, need to be ready and get ready or have already been there. We've now got in-laws and all that sort of stuff and outlaws, etc. The truth is that we don't have to wait, though, for special moments in our lives for a fresh start, for a new beginning. Because for me, the, the best fresh start that you and I could ever have is when we meet Jesus for the first time. That has to be the greatest new beginning that you and I could ever walk through in life. And every day that we spend with the Lord, we start with a brand new, fresh, fresh slate, really, don't we? A brand new moment, a fresh start with Jesus. The Bible says in Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new. Every morning, every single morning, you and I have an opportunity with these new mercies to have a fresh start, to have a new beginning. Great is your faithfulness. Now, there's another side of that coin, (laughs) and and that's the fresh starts, the new beginnings that you and I don't necessarily choose. You know, maybe someone's moved to Ballarat, you know, for the first time. They didn't want to, but for whatever circumstance, they've had to. And now they've got the stress and worry of having to find a house. Where will they live? What school will they send their kids to? Where will they get a job? All that sort of stuff. It's a fresh start for them, but it's probably not as joyous and exciting as the other stuff. You know, you know others have had health challenges during 2021, 
But here we are on the second day of 2022 and some people are going to discover in the next 24 hours health challenges, brand new health challenges. It's not an exciting fresh start or a new beginning for them, is it? You know, some people, and, and there are actually some in the room that, that would understand this. You start a new job and it seems wonderful. I only just read a friend of ours um, who changed jobs about nine months ago who was regretting changing jobs but now nine months later or six months later is actually stoked that she made that change. But initially the job was much bigger than what she thought. She wasn't happy about what she was initially happy about. So it wasn't a great new beginning. Sometimes we go through stuff like that. So it really doesn't matter what side of new beginnings or new fence, you know, the, what side of that fence that you're on today. But we, we, all of us have a choice to make. And this is why the Gospel of Mark is so, so very important when it comes to the four Gospels. Because if there's one thing that Mark does exceptionally well, is he refocuses us back to Jesus. He has this ability to introduce us and get us to see and look at Jesus 100%. The scary part about the book of Mark is the backdrop. The backdrop for the book of Mark is this, wilderness. We just read it in those first passages where John went. Yeah, After the prophecy of Isaiah, where did he go? The wilderness, a barren place, an empty place, a lacking colour place. It's dry. And the reality is that from time to time, you and I can feel that kind of wilderness in our spirit. And we've talked about that stuff here before many times. We often do. You know, we wonder what our future is going to be like. We, we, we even worry for our family. We, we wonder, we even worry about what, where is our nation going? What are our leaders doing? Yeah? How can, in fact, how can we not even think about that over the last two years that we've had? You know, and we can feel like that just because we don't even know what's happening with our loved ones. You know, we see them drifting away from the call of God. You know, they were, in, they were in family with us once and not in family with us again. They had faith and they moved somewhere else, but now they don't practice their faith. And we worry, don't we? We wonder. We see them drifting away. And the truth is it breaks our hearts because we feel helpless. And then we have the moments where, I don't know about any of you, but do you ever wonder about your old school friends? And you, you wonder, I wonder if they know Jesus. Now, I, I've been stoked of late because I grew up and I had all my primary school friends. And then I went to an entirely different high school to all of them, bar one, who wasn't a friend. We played tennis together. So I never hung out with Carl. All my mates were my primary school friends. And so as I got older, we were still friends. We still, we actually continued to catch up till about 16, 17, and then we drifted apart. But all but one of those friends that I know of, of the, the group of four of us, yeah, three of them all now walk with the Lord. I don't know how. I never shared the gospel with them. But somehow, Lee, Phil, they, they all, they all, um, Max, they all, they all, I'm trying to think of their names because they've got real names that, you know, in Lebanese, they sound really funny and I won't do it online. Um, but they're all walking with the Lord. But we can't help but wonder sometimes, do any of our friends that we actually work with, go to school with, do, do they actually know Jesus? 
You know, I can see and feel the wilderness around me from time to time. And I imagine, really, the truth is we all can, if we're to be honest, yeah? But I love this passage of Scripture that we just read because it says that a road is being built, doesn't it? A voice of one calling in the wilderness, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. He's talking about a road, yeah, a road that's actually being built in the wilderness. You've got to think about that for a minute. It's a road being built. It's a highway that's being cut into that dry, barren place. It's a highway that's being cut because if you read that passage of Scripture... It's to make way the path of the Lord. It's because the Lord's coming. Now, between you and I here, we all know, but hasn't he already come? We've already received him. Yes, that's true. But he is coming (laughs) just the same a second time, and yet he's still here as much today as he ever was. I I love that tension in our faith. We have a God that we love, that we've received that we walk with, we talk with, yet we're waiting for him to come. You know, the wilderness can discourage us, but then if we can actually see this highway that's being built that Mark talks about, it can encourage us if we can see this road being built in the wilderness. The passage goes on and it says, then a voice speaks, today a voice speaks, So today in the wilderness, let God build a highway, more so for you and I. Here we are at the beginning of 2022. You and I need to let God build a highway in our wilderness, in our barren places, in our dark places, yeah? In the places that we still struggle with that nobody else knows, or the moments that will come because they will. (laughs) You know, may we hear this voice that points us to the one that we have to start brand new with because we can start brand new with Jesus every day even though you have him you know the voice here is John the Baptist and verse 1 says the beginning of the good news it's how it starts literally the verse is saying the beginnings of the preaching of joyful tidings that's it's actually what the the the, the passage is saying and I don't know about you but did you know that the closest mark gets <laughs> This is the closest that Mark gets to the Christmas story. He gets no closer. You you would have noticed Matthew and Luke, yeah? Matthew and Luke, they've got a huge amount of detail on the nativity scene, the whole nativity story. John, when you read John, John begins in heaven, but Mark begins with his humble servant Jesus, already 30 years old. He just seems to appear. I know this has got nothing to do with my message, but for those of you that like Star Wars, isn't it interesting that the particular Star Wars movie that's called A New Hope is when they roll up and they're on whatever planet it is, Tatooine or whatever, and Luke Skywalker's already grown up? Like his past didn't even matter. Mark speaks as if Jesus' past didn't even matter. He's just, here he is, he's 30, he just appears. Yet it's the same message, four different gospel perspectives, all saying the same thing, all agreeing with one another. But this one begins with, 
Let the heralding begin. Let the announcement, this, this thing of significant importance, let us sing it out because there's a new road. He's gone right past, oh, what a beautiful baby. To, this is the new road. This, this is the highway that's being built. This is your avenue out of your wilderness. He goes straight. He, he cuts straight to the chase. And, and, and if we can you know, look past our wilderness, because when, when we focus on the stuff that's tough, when we look at those barren dry places, yeah, we can become really discouraged. But if we can see the road, the road that Mark's talking about, the road that's actually being built, then we can have this mind-blowing encouragement, knowing that actually, you know what? It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a great month. This is going to be a phenomenal week. I'm going to smash out this thing. I'm building a little bit of a foundation. Mark's real name is Marcus. Do you know that? I'm glad that the Gospel of Marcus doesn't work for me. The Gospel of Mark works. But he's, because it's his Roman name, it's Marcus. And this was certainly, almost certainly, they say, theologians say, this was, his book was written during the time of Nero. What you need to know about the time of Nero is that when, that's when Christians were being burned. So while Christians, believers were being burned, Mark writes this and starts off with the good news of the gospel in the middle of a wilderness, yeah? You've you got to understand when it was written to appreciate what he's trying to bring to us. He's related to Barnabas. In fact, Peter calls him my son. And most scholars and theologians actually suggest that Peter had a super influence on the book of Mark. Like, that's why Peter's talked about so often. But a huge influence. And they say that what Peter did was just share his eyewitness account of what happened with Mark. So Mark was just writing the stories as he'd heard them, yeah? Peter was so close to Jesus. He was part of the Jesus story. So he definitely would have shared his perspective. When you and I, when we write our story, our, I guess our gospel, if you, were, you and I were to write that, I'm going to suggest that we'd be really tempted to write things like, I was there when I was with Jesus. Hey, when I walked down the street with him. Hey, when I did, I, I, I figured that's what we would write, yeah? The interesting thing about this, though, is that every reference to Peter himself, and Peter's contribution is definitely in this gospel, definitely. Almost every reference to Peter is a negative reference to himself. It's negative. He's the one that boasted he would never fall away. I will never fall away, and then he falls away. Yeah? Peter was the one that said, Jesus, you'll never go to the cross. Never, Lord, never. Jesus has to say, hey, uh, get behind me, Satan. If you and I were writing, we would have made ourselves the hero of the story, I reckon. But Peter's weaknesses are shown for us. They're on display for us. And, and better still, in Mark, in, in Mark 14, 51, 
It speaks about a young man. In fact, the wording there suggests, scholars would say, it suggests a disciple. It talks about a young man that runs away, losing his robe, literally running away with absolutely nothing on. He was starkers. He was naked. They reckon that's Mark. So Mark, in his own book, his own gospel, writing his autobiography, so to speak, his account, actually, the only time he references himself is when he's running away naked. What I'm trying to say is the witnesses, the writer himself, like Mark, they don't draw attention to themselves. They don't. What they do is they emphasize their weakness. They actually emphasize their wilderness. They, they emphasize that all have sinned and all have fallen short of the glory of God. They emphasize that stuff. And here we are at the beginning of 2022. And you know, you and I need to emphasize some of that stuff. We've got to own some of our stuff where we're unhappy with people, we, we don't have a friendship, we're upset with them. How do we know I'm upset with them? Because I keep talking about it after six months, after one year, after two years, after three. Maybe you've got something to deal with. Maybe you should be writing a gospel that says, and I ran naked. Because Peter and Mark totally talked about stuff that they needed to work on. And yet we've got a society today that wants to cover up every problem that we have. And if you and I are going to be Christians, if you and I are going to love each other even when we disagree, there is some shape that we have to work with. There's some crap that we've got to deal with. If you want a fresh beginning, a new beginning this year, 2022, we've got to own things. Some of us need to go and get counselling. Some of us just need to talk it out. Some of us need to let stuff go, but what we do need to do is own that sucker because it'll eat away at our destiny. It'll eat away at the very purpose that God has for you and has for me, and we will never reach the heights that we could because we're not, we don't have the courage enough to write that we ran away naked. It's all okay. It's all okay. It's all okay until we speak to someone and, it comes out again and again and again and again and again. It's not okay. Today, the good news is that there's a road, a highway in our wilderness, yeah? In our stuff, in your stuff, there's actually a road that's being made. Jesus, Jesus has come and made a way in 2022 for us all to have a fresh and brand new beginning. He is the most humble and faithful of servants. And Mark wants to focus on Jesus and draw our attention to that part of Jesus, the humble, faithful servant. It says in Mark 10.45, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So even though he's from heaven, even though angels attended him, even though the wise men came down and they bowed and worshipped him, Jesus is still a servant. That has to speak to us, doesn't it? That has to speak to us. And so here he is in Mark. He just appears as a 30-year-old servant. Isn't that the key to our lives? 
if we want a fresh start, a new beginning, isn't that the key to, to being parents, to being in family groups, to being in church? To, isn't that the key to politics? Isn't it the key to everything, just about everything, is to be a servant to all? Because if you're a servant and you aim to serve, then you can't go wrong. But if your focus is on being served, that's when stuff, that's when it all falls apart, you know? That's when nothing works. The truth is, and the reason why I love Mark and the story that he writes here is because sometimes we all need a John the Baptist. (laughs) Because John the Baptist, he came and spoke, and he spoke into lives, and he challenged people, and he rebuked people. Oh, we don't have to rebuke people. We live in God's grace. (laughs) That's great. We'll never write that we're naked. We'll never write that we said the wrong thing, did the wrong thing, tried the wrong thing. Sometimes Holy Spirit, whether directly in your heart or through another, will come up gently, will rebuke us to correct us because that's what a good father does. Ask Samuel, I do it all the time. Probably too much though. Though I do love you, even though you're not as tall as me. That strike that if that was on the recording we'll get rid of whatever that comment was you know we all need a john the baptist to challenge us yes we've got the holy spirit yes we've got the word but thank god for the gospel of mark thank god for this new beginning that actually included a challenge yeah to each one of us Because John the Baptist clearly challenged. He challenged sins along the way. He challenged life along the way. He challenged actions along the way. He challenged the stuff that you and I still have the propensity to do because we have a free will. You and I may be sons and daughters of God living on this side of the cross because we're no longer sinners saved by grace. We're children. But we still can do the wrong thing. It's a choice every day. And John challenged that. He challenged that. He challenged the things that distracted people from living as the son and daughter of God. And, and then that passage of Scripture, it, it has two points because really the first one's the big announcement. It's plain to see the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the, the Messiah, son of God. So first of all is this idea that it's actually good news. This is actually Jesus coming into your life is good news exposing the stuff that's not 100% right in your life, it's good news because it means you can be more like Jesus. It means you, can, you and I can actually walk more like Jesus. You know, even when we feel good about stuff these days, the other side will tell you that it's bad anyway. <laughs> but this gospel doesn't have a catch. It's just glad tidings that you and I can grab hold of and we can place it deep within our hearts, especially as we enter a brand new year. You know, Luke's gospel begins with a priest and then Mary and then an angel. Matthew's gospel begins with a genealogy. Who loves to skip that? But then Joseph and an angel, yeah? John begins in heaven, but Mark just starts in the wilderness. Begins with our barrenness. He begins with our weaknesses. And all the problems in the world. And he says, there's a highway. 
There's a highway and that highway, that's good news. This is a joyful noise. It's a joyful announcement to receive. So if, if you and I, if we've had an average 2021, if we've had an average year, an average week, whatever it might be, if it's not been as spectacular as we would have liked, there's a road and there's a highway for you and I. The incredible thing is that 700 years ago, you know, before that, was when the prophet Isaiah was prophesying that, was prophesying that thing, I'll send you a messenger ahead of you, prepare your way. And so when Mark speaks these words, he's saying God's fulfilled promises, God's fulfilled prophecy, everything in the scriptures will come to pass. A messenger is on his way. Isaiah's fulfilled. That's New Testament truth that's been slow cooked yeah, for centuries in the Old Testament. Everyone knows that your food's better when it's fully cooked. True, yeah? We're good with that. Not raw in most cases. Not even half cooked. Slow cooked. Some people love slow cooking food. See? Some would say that it's even better. The truth is when it comes to God's promises, every, we all want them now. God's promises, yes, they are yes and amen now. But between actually receiving the word of them and living in them, they first need to be fully cooked before we can get them. God's slow ways have come to pass by the time Mark reads this. Then he says, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. Herschel Hobbes is a preacher and he in reference to that particular passage of scripture, he says this, that this refers to the ancient custom of a smooth road being prepared when a king would ride in to visit part of his realm. So when people of influence would come, royalty would come, they would make sure the roads were smooth. Don't we still do that somewhat today? If we know, particularly if you've ever been to India, like just the Olympics themselves, they redid all the roads. If you know that you've got the Queen coming, you make sure that every road that she's going to take is going to be perfect. Even the Moomba Parade, when it was in its heyday, they made sure that the roads were perfect. So if you and I today, when we know that we've got royalty or important people coming, if we still ensure that their paths are smooth and their paths are straight, why? So as they go past, what do we do? Yay! Oh my God! Oh, it's Marcus Bontempelli from the Western Bulldogs! Yay! Sounds a lot like you, Sam, doesn't it? Anyway, like, if we're going to celebrate them, if we're going to celebrate them, we're going to make sure that the paths are straight. And now we get told, yeah? I know, it's, I, I, I know that Mark, Mark's writing 30 years after Jesus, yeah? But if he's writing these words, this should grab our attention as much as we're hearing it for the first time, that Jesus, our Saviour, has come to the earth. So we make there's these straight paths in front of us so as we receive him, we can celebrate him. And everyone that's near us will hear us. Because we're celebrating the king who's made straight paths in our wilderness. You know, this message 
comes, comes from Mark. And, and he's a preacher that preaches dynamically and, and, and passionately to the people. And, and he says, it's a time for us to repent. The, what he's saying is there's too much rubbish in the world. I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about our salvation. I'm, not, I'm talking about it's a repenting. It's saying, sorry, where are we at at the moment? Because if they can write their wilderness, their darkness, their dry places in the gospel, where are you and I going to be so broken in our spirits that we're going to say, you know what, God, it's true. I was frustrated and I cut that person off and I stole that and I did that and I hate that person. Help me, God. When are we going to do that and repent and say sorry so that we can have a relationship that goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper so when we write our gospel, any reference to us makes us look like chumps. It's saying, you call me a son, a daughter. I'm sorry I haven't lived that way. Help me. I made a mistake here. I did wrong there. I held hurt there. I, 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 I festered in bitterness here. John the Baptist begins to melt the hearts of the people by challenging each one. And then, and then he goes on. And I definitely don't have time. And then in the wilderness, all of a sudden there's this opening up of a movie scene because from that point there's this baptismal service that starts happening. And the scripture says from verse 4 that he, he appears in the wilderness preaching baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, giving people an opportunity as adults to be baptised, to have a choice. Verse 5 says, The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. All the people responded. All the people responded. There are some of us that are here, some of us that are watching at home, some of us that are listening on the podcast that have never been adult baptized, that have been baptized as children as I was as a Catholic. But you know what? That was lovely of my parents to do that. I thank you for the faith that they raised me because when I actually discovered and met Jesus, I had no issue whatsoever saying yes and amen. But I did not have a say in my baptism. So thank goodness, thank God that I was actually challenged by somebody that led me to actually being baptized as an adult. And so my challenge to all of us here, maybe, just maybe, if it was good enough then, it's good enough for us. Maybe, maybe, just maybe we should do something that would rock our world, freak out our families. Because they wonder, why are you doing that? Because I never have. But you've walked with the Lord for 40 years. I know, but I've never been baptized. Do you know, Jesus was the son of God for 30 years and still got baptized. <gasps> Shock horror. Right? Maybe, just Maybe. You know, John, as Mark writes about John, he's wearing camel hair. He's not even worried about the things of this world. 
He's just worried about the things of God. In 2022, if we want a fresh start, a new beginning, maybe all of us here, those of us watching, everyone that's part of Family Life Church, maybe instead of focusing on things that don't matter, things that, that don't endure, things that won't pass the test of eternity, maybe, maybe we can make a few tweaks. And as we repent, say, you know what, God, I think I got that wrong. I don't know if I did that right. I probably haven't given you the attention that you deserve. Maybe as we just play with some stuff in our old life, maybe, 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 we can put aside some of those temporal things, the worldly things, even though some of them are good, (laughs) and make him the focus in 2022 so that we can have a fresh start, so that we can have a fresh, brand new beginning where he's the Lord of our life. And in amongst all of the decay that's happening around us, we can see the road, we can see the highway, we can see the path that's been laid straight and smooth and and bare. Why don't we all stand? Verse 7, and it reads, And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. After me. After me. As Mark writes, he's making it very clear that for himself but also for John, it was never about them. It was always about Jesus. After me. After me. You know, the full meaning behind repentance is a change of mind, a change of heart, change of attitude. It's a turning towards God. And John, as Mark writes, the words that John speaks, he's just trying to get everyone back to God. He was trying to prick the conscience of a nation to say, you've forgotten him. You've forgotten him. And you and I sometimes in life, when we're not experiencing the best things that we could, or we're not content with where we're at, it's not because we've done anything wrong, but it's Maybe we've just separated ourselves a touch from him, yeah? And we need a bit of a a prick to our conscience to say, hey, why don't you turn back? Why don't you have a look? Why don't you remember? Stop wallowing. Stop mourning. Stop grieving. Stop being angry. Stop being bitter. There is a road. There is a highway. Let that stuff go. You know, maybe you're here today and you've never been adult baptised. It's time to decide. Maybe you're watching. It's time to decide. If you want a brand new 22, let's have a brand new 2022, yeah? If we want a brand new start, let's have a brand new start where Jesus is a part of it all. You know, the reality and truth for all of us here today at Family Life Church, I think we all have things that we can repent from. You know, every time we say the word sin, we think evil things. Sin is just simply stuff that separates us from God. Yeah. Some of those things are really good things, but they've just separated us. Maybe we just need to, at the start of this new year, repent for some of those things and make a long journey down to the Jordan River and say, hey, you know what? Baptize me. I'm sorry. I've got to get this thing right. I want to start again. I want a brand new start. 
I don't want to rebuild what I've had. It's worked, but it could be better. Let's just start brand new. Maybe, just maybe, we need to do that. You know, there's no hope in the wilderness, but God has given us a road and it's a highway of holiness. So with every eye closed, let's finish this way. I would imagine that most people want a brand new start, a fresh start. Some of us may be happy with where our lives at right now, but some of us may know that deep down there's stuff, there's just stuff that doesn't bring glory to God. And in fact, if we were to share with him some of those feelings, some of those emotions, we know in our knower that God wouldn't be pleased with our thoughts and our feelings around those things. It's time to repent of those things. Let them go. Give them to God. Leave them in the the dry, parched land. Jump onto that highway where we celebrate and focus on the king. Amen? So here's one. With every eye closed, I don't want you to worry about the people that are next to you. For those that are at home, don't worry about your kids running around. Don't worry about the beach that you're sitting on. But if you know in your Noah that, hey, there's just some stuff that I probably need to repent of. And please stop thinking of it as something evil. It's just stuff that doesn't bring glory to God. Our lives bring glory to God. So it's not everyday things, yeah? But you know there's just some things that don't bring glory to God. You know you haven't dealt with it. You know you haven't let it go. Then right now, with courage, I want you to raise your hand and say, God, that's me. No, don't look at the person next to you. Don't look to see who's putting up their hands just for you. If you want to know, I've got my hand up. I'm saying, yep, there is things in my life and I'm bringing my things to my mind to bear. Yeah? Yeah, God, you know what? There are some things that don't, don't give you glory and I need to give them over to you. So, Father, this day, God, you have seen every hand. Lord, you know every heart. And God, we want a brand new, fresh start for 2022. So God, we give you those things, God. We we throw them at your feet. That Lord, we know that at your name, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. We know, God, that where, Father, you walk, God, that's holy ground. So God, as we throw these things to you, God, we know that you're stepping on them. God, you're defeating them. You're crushing them, God. You're making our world, our space, a holy space. Father, we want a brand new start for this year. God, we want a brand new beginning for 2022. It doesn't matter what's gone before. Father, it doesn't matter what success we've had or, 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 Lord, the opposite of that, what failures we've had. But God, we walk into this year, Lord, holding your hand, focused on you, walking on a smooth road, God, that's been made in our wilderness, knowing that you've got us and that you never leave us and that you never forsake us. God, we have a reason today to celebrate. God, we have these joyful tidings from Mark. And we thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you for the challenge, God, that was brought. We thank you for the word that was given. And we thank you for all that you have in store for us. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. That's a good thing. Amen. We've given things to God. We've given things away. We've actually got a brand new day to walk into. It's a day worth celebrating in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen.